Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas with you here. The show brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Lydia, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. You can check them out online at wilhockbeefjerky.com. We've also got Donovan, the intern. Donny P. There's a lot of nicknames going around for him. There's some, some not so good. Don in the van. Don in the van, down by the river. St. Albert Donnie. You're from St. Albert, right? I am from St. Albert, but uh, Kevin's rocking with the uh, lovely and talented. That's just his intro for me now, I guess. That's, yeah, that's not bad. Could be a lot worse. It could be significantly worse. Kevin comes from a, a previous generation, right? I'm sure he's had lots of interns over the years. And back in the day, he could probably just really boss them around and stuff, but... Not anymore. He has to be nice to you. He he does have to be nice <laughs> to me, and I'm, I'm, or else he'll tell on him to Pat Galenza, and then we won't get any more <laughs> interns. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, you know, I've I've kind of enforced my will here. I've made sure that everyone's been nice to me because uh, if if they're not, then uh, no more interns, no more uh, no more Nate students or. Even hey Brandon, you came in, you came into my class and you you gave a little speech and uh, you won't even be able to do that anymore if if I uh, tell on you. That's probably true. We better not mess this up. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. That is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation. Of course, there is the old fashioned way as well. Email Connor at sports fourteen forty dot ca. Brandon at sports fourteen forty dot ca. And as I like to tell you, check us out across the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, more. I think we actually might do some uh, some giveaways today because, not on this show, but on the Gregor <laughs> show. We had uh, Brody Clark of the Edmonton Stingers come by for Who Was It Wednesday yesterday. It was an awesome conversation. Very cool. I uh, got some stories about playing in Europe off air where it was just like how intense the fans are in Poland. I mean, we've seen the memes on Twitter when they're like, why is uh, the Joker not razzled by North American crowds? And then you show him playing in Latvia or Lithuania, where, you know, across Europe, and the crowds are just raucous. So we heard about that. That's leading to me telling you that uh, they actually brought off some Stinger's swag. So maybe follow us on social media. You might win a hat. You might win a jersey. Just something you might want to do. Of course, it is game day. Here in this city, the Edmonton Oilers set to take on the Chicago Blackhawks down at the Ice District, looking to make it 15 straight wins. What a run that would be. Corey Perry doesn't look like he'll play. Aiming for Saturday for the Edmonton Oilers, though, it's been a heck of a run. If you uh, are a fantasy player, you know, if we would have told you 15 straight games, you probably would have thought, my goodness, McDavid and Drysaddle must be absolutely crushing it. They're not doing bad. Uh, but it has certainly been a group performance with good defense and contributions from other players, such as the likes of McLeod and Fogle. In this one, um, even you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, not quite doing what he did last year from the point perspective, but when the Oilers won 15 games straight, who really cares? Elsewhere around the NHL, the Islanders will take on the Canadians, sends up against the Bruins, the Flyers in Detroit, Lightning hosting the Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes and Panthers last night. That was unbelievable to start the game. And shout out to the in-house Gina, uh, in-house arena DJ, dropping John Cena's music. Yeah, (laughs) He must have been ready for that one. Yeah, somebody slid him a little like insider note, be like, yeah, look out, because they're doing this right off the hop. He had it primed and ready. Absolutely. Love to see it. Johnny Goudreau makes his return to Calgary. (laughs) 
Has there been a bigger drop off in like, and I, I don't know, but I thought Johnny Goudreau was in Calgary, along with Matthew Kachuk, like superstars in the league, budding superstars. He made that decision to leave. Has anyone made a worse career move as of late? Like Matthew Kachuk went to Florida, went to a final 100-point player, living in Florida. That's a win in itself. You're going to Columbus. I guess you can go to Ohio State football games. That's cool, but 14-23-9 on the season. I mean, that that to me is quite the drop-off. Uh. Yeah. Oh, it's it's. I mean, ugly. He's still getting paid, which is nice, but which is nice for him, <laughs> but uh, probably less so for Columbus fans and uh, and maybe the management team there when they look at what they've kind of gotten in terms of bang for their buck. The the official biggest drop off in production is actually his uh, so called replacement in Calgary and Jonathan Huberdeau uh, in his first season in Calgary compared to the year prior. But with that being said, the Flames are at least still, I don't know in the mix. I mean, they're not a great team. They're not a they're not a terrible team. I would certainly put Columbus in the category of terrible team, maybe bad team at best. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I guess only Johnny Gaudreau could answer that question. It'll be, did he he not come back to Calgary last year? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. it's just an, another First return. Of, yes, another. Yeah. Um, did he get booed? I believe Do you remember? so. Yeah, yeah. Wonder, the way he went out was. I wonder great. if that will continue. I hope so. Flames fans can be pretty ruthless. Yeah, as they should. Why not? Uh, I I think fans absolutely have the right to boo a player. That's that is their paying right. It can get too far in terms of um, it'll be throwing stuff on the ice or guys yeah. on the tunnel and stuff. But simply booing, as long as you're not dis like using uh, language disrespectful to maybe people around you because hockey games are family events. But just booing, go nuts, boo all day. Heck yeah, yeah. I think that and that's what makes it cool. And I I tell you, the players don't mind it either. Uh, Connor McDavid talked about playing in Montreal and having the fans boo him. It's kind of cool. Fires you up. You know you're doing something right if they boo you. Absolutely. Attica says, hey, T-Bird guy. Is that me? T-Bird guy? <laughs> I used to play volleyball for Sal Sabres, and we used to absolutely roll you guys in volleyball. Haha, <laughs> go Sabres. This was also 2001. Man, I I don't. I'm not like uh, T-Bird pride. Oh, no. Were you, uh, were you, were, do you play some V-ball, Con? I absolutely hate volleyball. Playing it or everything about it? Playing it. Now, I will say, I respect the heck out of volleyball players. I think live volleyball is something you have to watch to really appreciate. It's incredible. But I hate volleyball. I, I love watching high-level volleyball being played, uh, both in person and, like, watching at the Olympics and stuff, both yeah. beach volleyball and uh, uh, traditional court volleyball. Like, these are incredible. Beach volleyball, like, the athletics required to run around in sand. There's just two of you covering the whole court. It is unbelievably impressive. Um, and But, like, the in the team aspect of court volleyball, um, growing up in Delburn, we would go to Red Deer College games uh, sometimes. Both the Kings and Queens teams uh, had quite a good profile within the ACAC, still do. And then uh, then after that, moving up here, going to uh, Golden Bears games uh, yeah. and Pandas games, same thing. And then the Pandas are on an absolute heater this year. They're having a great season. So, uh, yeah, watching stuff like that, I really enjoyed. I played volleyball in high school. Given my stature, obviously didn't have a ton of success doing it. I was a setter. Um, you Damn, know, I'm good when I bet. Uh, no, I was okay. And then it's once again all relative to competition and my peers because this is small town Alberta, so uh, not a lot of really great volleyball players, <laughs> except for the no. oddly tall kid that could just like absolutely crush it. So, uh, but yeah, I I am a big volleyball fan. You know what, Ashley and I have actually talked about just dropping by the Savile Center on a Saturday night and just if it's basketball, great. Volleyball, great. Just go watch. I mean, they are spectacular athletes for sure. Both volleyball teams are at home this weekend one of the mm-hmm. two volleyball or basketball 
they're they're at home. <laughs> something, I, there's always something going on. I, there. I read I read Connor's emails to us. Connor Hood from the uh, Golden Bears and Pandas Athletic Program, kind of the PR guy there. He sends out these blurbs at the start of every week, giving us a wrap on what's going on. And I always read them, but since they're both of the Savile, sometimes I forget and get my brain mixed up. I know the Pandas are at home at the Drake versus the U of S, while the Bears are in uh, Stoon to take on the Huskies. So that the uh, that's that. Basketball this weekend. Uh, tomorrow it is Alberta and Regina. Go, go, go bears. bears and pandas and boo cougs, <laughs> boo cougs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think Shep was a volleyball powerhouse. I mean, basketball was pretty strong for a while. Football had a couple okay years and a lot of bad. But yeah. Sal, I remember Sal was very good at football as well. Uh, Brett from Stony. Imagine if you put money on the money line every game for this run. Even if the payout wasn't great, you'd still be up pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I think there's been some games where it'd be very minimal payout, but you'd still be up, and that is a win. Uh, we talked about players leaving and not necessarily having the outcome they would have expected. RBS says Le'Veon Bell leaving the Steelers for the Jets is just as bad. Yeah, and he took a year off football which made it even worse. That might have been the worst career move. I, I always remember Le'Veon Bell talking about how he'd consider playing a receiver after you know his running back days. I mean, he was a great, great pass catcher. His patience just waiting behind the line, waiting for something to open up was unbelievable. Just bouncing back there. It was cool to see. Beer Man says, who do we expect to see on Netflix tonight for the oil? Skinner or Picard? Is that a trendy way of saying who's playing net? Or is that some autocorrect at work? I mean, Slash I, voice to text. It's got to be... Actually, it could be voice to text. Voice to text is great and who's, safe. Who's but in net for the oil tonight? Who's in Netflix? Who's on Netflix? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, if the question is who is in net tonight, it is looking like Cal Pickard will be getting the start. Uh, meaning likely Stuart Skinner goes on Saturday afternoon against Nashville, but that's what uh, the morning skate indications were. Yeah, I think Gregor had made that pick as well. He thought that would make sense. Uh, Tiger says, love the Drake. Yeah, one of the best best barns. (laughs) Montana to Rice says, doesn't Le'Veon Bell do celebrity boxing? Maybe. The guy's an athlete. As the original texture pointed out, had a bit of a drop-off in the football side of things, but uh, I mean... We're, it's it's a tale as old as time. Running backs want to get their money, and he did. Much to the dismay of the Jets because he wasn't very good there, but uh, he, I think he got a pretty good little payday. Did he not bounce around a little bit after that? Did he not go to the Chiefs, I think? That could be true. I think he bounced around a little bit. Uh, we'll have to make sure, take a look here. Chiefs, Ravens, and Buccaneers. Never caught on to a Super Bowl roster. Kind of seems like he just missed it by a little bit. Got to the Chiefs a year late, maybe a year early as well. The Bucks a year late. He was a heck of a player, though. Le'Veon Bell at at his pi- at his at his peak, he was he was like the best in the NFL. He might have been like the poster boy for don't pay running backs. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, the first one. How, how People love to rag on Mike Tomlin uh, due to the lack of playoff success recency. And it's like, you know, like you had all these talented guys, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, along with Ben Roethlisberger still kicking. But then it's like you see what goes on with these guys once they've left Pittsburgh. And it almost makes Mike Tomlin look like an even better coach because while they were there, he had that thing operating as a pretty seamless unit for the most part. Whereas it kind of, like, after the fact, it doesn't look like these guys quite got uh, 
you know, I mean, is it CTE? Maybe. But Antonio Brown is a little on the loopy side in some fashion or another. Uh, and then, of course, Le'Veon Bell's drop off. It it I think it just speaks back to Mike Tomlin's um, effectiveness as a head coach, as a uh, leader, as a guy who, you know, keeps people in line as a, uh, whatever gets the message through, whatever it is, because yeah, after, after some of those Steelers left town, it makes, uh, makes him look a, even a little bit smarter. hundred percent. I mean, I, I praise him as much as I can and he, I think he's such a good head coach. And when those guys left and it didn't work out and the Steelers just kept on making the playoffs with these rosters that were maybe getting worse and worse. It's pretty spectacular. Montana DeRay says, Ben, Brown, and Bell were absolutely ridiculous at one point. Must watch TV, 100%. Uh, that Steelers group was just just bananas. <laughs> a really good team. Isn't uh, that the, the, is that where it's all three of them there when they lost to Blake Bortles and the Jags? Possibly. We'd have to go back and take a look. That's a hard one to look at if you're a Steelers fan. I know RBS can tell us. I know he's a big Steelers fan. He can let us know. one 1440 is the text line. It is Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie, Douglas, and Donovan with you here on this Thursday morning. Uh, just quickly here, some new look lines for the Oilers ahead of their matchup against Chicago. This comes from Tony Brar of Oilers TV. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman. Run to DraftKings. <laughs> Line up, stack right there. It'll cost you everything. But Dreisaitl, McDavid, Hyman, second unit is going to have Evander Kane with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Warren Fogle. Third line, Holloway, McLeod, Brown. And then the fourth line, Yanmark, Derek Ryan, Sam Gagne, Nurse, CeCe, Ekholm, Bouchard, Kulak, Dernay with Pickard in the starters net tonight. So, yeah, we haven't got it officially, but I'd say it's uh, pretty much official. Cal Pickard gets the start. RBS says, boys, I zoned out. What info are you looking for? Well, it's not good info, RBS. Did the Jags beat that team that had Bell, Brown, and Ben, the Killer Bees? Is that what they were called? Or did you just come up with that? I'm pretty sure they were called that. Oh. But let's pretend I made that up. Very clever either way. On the spot. I like that. Uh, hey, Connor, I love sports but can't stand volleyball. PSI teach at Chep. Our boys team was very good this year. Excellent and passionate coaches. That's great to hear. T-Birds. Go T-Birds. T-Bird pride. Uh, how's the basketball team going? Also, get us your name here. We'll get you into the system. And good to know. Good to know. I don't know what it is about volleyball. I, I know exactly what it is. I had a bad experience in grade five. Roll your ankle up or what? No, no. <laughs> no, I never got <laughs> pantsed. Uh, and when I wore those ripped tearaways, I always wore shorts under just in case. It was You a, actually had tearaway pants? Yeah. Do you still got them? No, you no. should bring them in here. That'd be sweet. Walk into the studio for ten fifty-five right before we Rip crack the off. mics and just. Push. Only if you play the uh, Chicago Bulls pregame song when I walk in. Done. You are oh, wait. Are you like mocking me because I had tearaways? Or are you? Did I, you never have no, them? No, I never had them. Why would I? Well, they were very cool in like early mid nineties. Well, I think they're still pretty cool. I want to <laughs> know: Is there a video of a young Connor Halley just ripping off the tearaway pants somewhere on the internet? Definitely not on the internet. No, I, I, that's, that, I wasn't that flashy as a kid. I, I just like to keep them on. And then, like, you know, when it got hot, you would open up, like, to the knee, just like four snaps <laughs> on each side. It'd just cool it down a little bit. Uh, I'm sure there, we probably have a lot of textures that wore tear, tearaways at one time or another. I had, like, these Adidas ones. They were very cool, very fashionable. Um, but uh, no, we actually just. I was in a volleyball tournament when I was in grade five and we were up like 
in a dominant fashion and we had someone who just had to hit, just get over the net we would have won and she uh, didn't do it and then they came back and beat us so i just had a grudge against volleyball but i respect the heck out of the athletes rbs says yes they did unfortunately Bortles still haunts me i was driving i was the tribe driving to sun peaks for a ski trip with my wife and another couple i was absolutely losing my mind we stopped for food and i grabbed mine and went to the car and ate by myself the crew i was with understood same day as the minneapolis miracle funnily enough i was also on a ski trip during that game because i <laughs> remember watching it from the bowling alley in pretty sure whitefish montana where we we went there for almost every year for a ski trip and yeah that's where we watched that game from and i was very uh happy with the fact that uh they pulled that off and then was that the same did did mariota leave the with the titans beat the chiefs we'd have to go back and that might be a different year because i also remember watching that when mariota threw the lead block on like what was the game winning or, or a game uh, a big play in the game i, I mix up my memories all the time it's uh, my <laughs> addled brain that i've uh, poisoned with liquor over the years but I'm pretty sure that happened. But might have been the same weekend, might have been different years. I can't remember. I'm having flashbacks. Do you remember the playoff run when the Steelers and Cards met in the Super Bowl? Yes. And Larry Fitzgerald went off like every game leading up to it and in the Super Bowl. I was on a ski trip driving home listening to ESPN or whatever, and it was like a nonstop Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I'm just trying to look in. Mariota... Wild card, they beat the Chiefs 22-21 in 2017. Was that the same year the Jags beat the Steelers? I'd have to go back and look, but we're running late. So maybe we'll do that during the break. Yeah. Oh, and, and Montana, he threw a TD pass to himself. Same game. He threw, he did that and threw like a great lead block as the quarterback on like a, I'm pretty sure it was the game-winning play or something close to it. Maybe to get the last first down to run out the clock or something. One of the greatest Oregon quarterbacks of all time. Oh, he was sick. He was unbelievable at Oregon. Uh, Sham says the killer bees was the 80s Dolphins defense. And then AZ says, oh, dude, tearaway pants for junior high basketball. Classic. It was a good look. Functional, like cargo pants. Very functional. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll go to the inbox. We'll look ahead to this weekend in the NFL. We were going to do it yesterday, and then the text line kind of took over. So we'll we'll talk about some picks here for Daily Fantasy when it comes to the weekend in the NFL. Uh, you can go join Brandon down at the Canadian Brew House. Nay, the Ice House for your chance to go to Vegas. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend. It is Fantasy Frenzy, Hallie Douglas, Donnie P on Sports 1440. 11-23, welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy. Here on Sports 1440, Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas, Donnie P with you here. Talking fantasy sports and whatever else you want to. Brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online at wilhockbeefjerky.com. Uh, we're getting close to having to make a Wilhock run, I think. Might come today, Duke. Maybe we'll have to take a walk down there. Sometimes we go and we're in a rush and the line's too the, long. The line's too long and we're like, ah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. We, <laughs> we pledge... An allegiance to be to Wilhock Beef Jerky tomorrow, but you know you think, if you're not in a rush, it, the line moves very fast. Do you think if I took a couple bags down with me to the ice house on Sunday, the uh, they'd be cool with me just slinging some of that around like on touchdowns and stuff? Yeah, probably. They're chill. They're very chill. They're chill, cool guys. Ice house. Absolutely. And gals. <laughs> uh, it is fantasy frenzy here. If you want to text in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 
is the text line. Pillman says, love tearaways. Still have a pair of shorts. Tearaway shorts? <laughs> what? <laughs> love the tearaways. Still have a pair of shorts. I didn't know tearaway shorts were. <laughs> what do you have underneath them? <laughs> Are those for like, you wear those out to the, like the bar on a Friday or Saturday night, and then it's like you have some luck in the romance department, you come home, and it's just like, all right, let's rock the roll. Whoosh, and you're ready. Maybe. Maybe swimmers wear them? And they're Speedo underneath? Yeah. I think, don't swimmers like have tracksuits on when they get up on oh, the yeah. edge of the thing? And then <laughs> they just, yeah, they're gone. They need track uh, tearaways. That's what they need. Husk says, we had tearaway pants for our basketball uniforms at Provincials. One team we forgot to put his shorts on and tore his off. No way. <laughs> How do you not know you're wearing the shorts underneath? <laughs> that's, that's like the uh, quintessential nightmare. Oh, you yeah, wake that, up and you're in bed like, oh, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. To do that in thank, reality. Thank goodness. That's tough. Uh, we've got... <laughs> Fat Efron watched the Hills last night on Netflix and I gotta say one of the most boring basketball movies I've ever seen the only exciting part was when Ricky Hill hit the 11 for 11 in my opinion you so lost are, you, are you saying don't check it out I thought the Hill I don't know what that is neither do I well I immediately thought the Hills like that old reality TV show <laughs> that, that, so- that song that's super popular on like Instagram and TikTok the, who's it? Sophie Bush? Is that who sings that? I have no idea. Donovan, I just thought of the weekend. The hills. The weekend. That is song. a weekend song, but that's you no. Know, it's like running up that hill. Oh, that was from um, Stranger Things. Wasn't it from something else too? Uh, maybe, but Stranger but, Things. Well, who was on the hills? Lauren Conrad. Yeah. LC was uh, that song about the rest is still unwritten. Natasha uh, Benefield. Natasha Benefield. Yeah. Un- unwritten. Yeah. That's, that's the only song that's coming to mind right that's now. That's a banger. <laughs> it is. It certainly is. Derek says, Hey, guys. Tearaway pants were great until you went to rip them off and the snaps got stuck and you're just pulling on your pants and then once went to pull them back on sitting there and doing up all the snaps. Good times. Yeah, it was a process to do the snaps back up. That certainly, certainly is correct. And, uh, Brandon, you did you did do some research. You were correct in your memory. I was correct. So in the uh, wild card game, Tennessee beat Kansas City, and yes, it was a uh, a lead block. Yes, Marcus Mario caught a pass from himself, and then uh, in the final two minutes threw the lead block on a Derrick Henry run that got a first down and essentially clinched the game for the Titans. And then in the divisional round, Jacksonville upset Pittsburgh 45 42 and I believe that was the second time they beat them at Heinz Field that year this is one thing I, I didn't do this much research now I'm just guessing again basically uh before Jacksonville went on to lose to the Patriots who then went on to lose to the Eagles and you brought this up Connor it's a pretty well-known graphic around the world of social media the four quarterbacks in the championship games that year were Case Keenum following the Minneapolis miracle uh Nick Foles for the Eagles Blake Bortles and then <laughs> Tom Brady <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. A lot of people probably went heavy on the Patriots that year. <laughs> yeah, it, like oh, <laughs> the amount of futures placed on New England in the champion before championship weekend, just staggering. And then uh, the Philly special came to a uh, prominence there. Do people still call it that? Because like every team has a version of that play, do they not? But does every team call it the Philly special? 
Oh, they got to have like a different name for it. You would think. Remember when the Wildcat was popular? Unfortunately. And they called it the Wildcat because it was like a reference to the collegiate program. That made it popular? That they, it was like the, the running back played for or something? Maybe, yeah. And then, so every team had their version and it would be like the Wild Trojan, the Wild <laughs> Seminole. It was just like, yeah. The I, Wild. So I assume they have like each team has their own name for it. The Wild Tiger. The Wild Tiger. A good one. There's so many college teams. The Wild the Ute. Tigers. The Wild Great, great college football name. The yeah. Wild Bulldog. There's so many. Also, RIP, I'll get 10. Yeah. Sad news. That broke last week, whatever it was. So Fat Efron says it's a, about a basketball player, Ricky Hill, who had bone issues. Think of a younger Forrest Gump and then makes the farm team to the Expos. Oh, I thought I read basketball earlier. It was baseball. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Fat. Wild Tigers. Guys, I, de- I have a fantasy goalie question. Yeah, let's get into fantasy talk. That is kind of the name of the program here. We're in a league. Categories are wins, goals against average, save percentage, shutouts. Keep two. Ingram, Lingren, Talbot. I'm leaning towards Talbot because the Kings should bounce back at some point. Right? But what are your thoughts? Brandon, what do you think on this one? Connor Ingram's probably been one of the more pleasant surprises across the NHL, both, uh, you know, real life speaking and in the fantasy realm. Um, man, the Charlie Lindgren thing down in Washington, he's played really well, but like they, Darcy Kemper is, it's almost, I mean, it was the same free agent class as Jack Campbell and Kemper was a guy, I think a lot of Oilers fans were, were keen on bringing into the fold instead of Jack Campbell. So he's got a big, big dollar figure, a lot, a couple of years left on it. Um, He's played better as of late, so I can see them still rocking a pretty even split, I would think. Man, the, the Kings are in an absolute tailspin. It, it is it is alarming and shocking how bad they have been. And then the comments last night from Drew Doughty and Todd McClellan postgame, yeah. basically calling out their teammates and own players. Um, if you're only keeping two... And this is in terms of like for the like you're dropping one to waivers or trading one or something, and you're not saying like a keeper league, then I'd probably say Ingram and Talbot because with no Phoenix Copley, even if the Kings bring in someone else in the backup, like Talbot's still the guy. Whereas Charlie Lindgren, I think, is at best probably a split. So I um I would say keeping it, keep Ingram and Talbot because Connor Ingram has been great and uh, has all of a sudden made Corral Vamelka expendable down in Arizona, which that is a pretty enticing name, I think, to a lot of these teams that are maybe in the market for a goalie as we approach the trade deadline. So uh, for the time being, I would say, yeah, Ingram and Talbot are your best bets. I like it. Any fantasy questions, feel free to send them our way. That is the name of the game here on Fantasy Frenzy. We're in the inbox for the Canadian Brew House. Make sure you head down there. Well, go tonight for the Oilers-Blackhawks game. Whenever you go to the brew house on an Oilers game day, they do give you tickets to an upcoming game if you win. Obviously, you have to be there to win. Make sure you download the app. You'll get a free order of garlic fingers just for signing up today. No superstar forward. Kopitar is getting older. Drysaddle will sign there. That comes in from Mitchell. Oh, no, Mitchell, don't put that out there. We're on a 15-game winning streak. We only need positivity. Hey, guys, are there hardcore fantasy guys that get angry when you talk, when you guys talk about Seinfeld? No. We don't get that too much on this show. I, I'll say, like, in in the past when we go on tangents about things that are just kind of lifestyle, P- 
people will be like, get back to sports. This is kind of a, a free flow show. It's also like 25 people getting into the conversation and one person, can you talk sports? I thought this was a sports show. This one is kind of like we go where you guys want to talk about. So whatever the, whatever you text in, we'll, we'll divulge into. But we're for the people. <laughs> for the people, by the people. Brandon, the raging Trojan, high school volleyball. Yeah, the, the Trojans are Delburn's mascot. Uh, oh. Nails from my neck of the woods. Are there. they the raging? No, we're just the Trojans, but maybe that's a, a move or like what they... Because I think that's always been the team name, and Delburn did have a football team back when uh, Nails would have been in uh, high school. I'm not sure if he played it. He was a big hockey player. Um, maybe maybe that was their version of the... Wild, he said the high school volleyball, but maybe the raging Trojan was their version of Wildcat. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Tiger says, I'll be honest, I loathe fantasy, but I really enjoy your show. Well, thank you, Tiger. What I think about fantasy football or fantasy hockey, like it's, you're just kind of looking at the trends and the, you know, how players are playing. So it's, it's kind of a commentary on the game with a little bit of a fun mix because some people take it way too serious and, you know, but it, it's it's still relating to sports, and we'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. John G says, "I buddy, you had those tearaway pants, but they weren't snaps; they were all Velcro. Waist was Velcro too, so it was adjustable. Apparently, very good for Thanksgiving dinners. That's interesting. That is very interesting. It's I I remember seeing those pants. Maybe you guys would have seen them too. They were like the the pants, but you could zip off at the knee to turn them into shorts. I always thought those would be a pain to get back together." Uh, and now, yes, uh, we're talking about another one here. Someone saying it was the zipper legs off, not the original tearaways. Yeah, once you lost the, the bottom half, they were just shorts. Uh, someone sent us a link into Facebook here. So it's not available at the moment. My cyber training here at Stingray has taught me not to click on links <laughs> I don't recognize. I clicked it immediately, but it says the content isn't available. So, Jeff, if you want to let us know what that is, feel free. Another one here, no name. I think actually, I think Mac would be the name here. Mac, first time texter. I have to assume long time listener. Fantasy hockey trade question. DraftKings point scoring system with weekly head to head matchups. Buddy wants to trade me Latang and Ovi for Caulfield Svechnikov. He's leaning no. So, the Duke. Latang and Ovechkin for Cole Caulfield and Svechnikov. This would probably be the easiest no for me of maybe of a lot of trades that have come oh. in. Like, uh, Ovi, like. We expect Ovi to have a more productive second half than we saw based on like his shooting percentage and things to kind of regress back to a career average. But we do have to also at the same time expect a bit of a downward trend because as much as he has looked uh, like the timeless wonder uh, as, as recently as last season, like father time is still undefeated. So he is going to regress. The team around him is not very good. And Latang and Pittsburgh, I mean, that that speaking of a mess, that, that team is... Um, in shambles right now they're like 10th last in the nhl or very nearly um they brought in eric carlson all that money you know the assets sent out the door put kind of move letang to second fiddle now the penguins are scoring on their own net uh with chris letang involved so like i like both those guys are still good players but cole caulfield like they call him goal caulfield for a reason montreal is a team that has the ability to score uh, based on the offensive weapons they have sometimes defense is a little more um, I don't know, optional. Uh, goaltending's been strong for them. And then Andre Sveshnikov, since coming back from injury, he's actually been very, very impressive. He's a streaky player naturally, and that'll just come with the territory. But I think the, like both of the two best players from a fantasy perspective in that trade are Cole Caulfield and Andre Sveshnikov. 
Fantasy. Ryan Nugent Hopkins getting 15 goals. That comes in from Alfred. Alfred also said Wildcat. I used to drink the beer, which gave me a flashback of that Wildcat strong. Sorry about your luck, Alfred. Uh, do you need me to <laughs> send you some, some money? <laughs> that, uh, yeah, 6.1%. It's called efficiency, Brandon. Well, if I was drinking 6.1% beer, I was a black ice man. <laughs> or uh, or when I first discovered it, <laughs> this speaking of go back to the ski trip conversation, very popular as we uh, would head southbound um, or out to uh, Stoon for a weekend, Brewhouse Prime. So you get like the Brewhouse. It's like kind of almost like a no-name type beer at um, I think like Safeway liquor stores. Oh, I'm quite familiar, yes. You're quite familiar. and But they have a 6.1% called, so there's Brewhouse Light. Brewhouse and then Brewhouse Prime, which is a 6.1%. And I'd never tried it before. I roll in uh, to for a road trip out to Saskatoon for egg, bag, drag, and I bought two flats of it on a whim. Never haven't tried it before. I was like, man, I like Brewhouse. This is probably pretty good. And it's stronger, more, like you said, more efficient. <laughs> we got out of and I was the passenger, so give me some leeway on what I'm about to say next. We get onto the Highway 16 out of the city, uh, eastbound and down. You know, crack my first one for the road trip from the back seat. Take a sip. I've made a huge mistake because it is not a particularly good beer. And that type of weekend uh, between, you know, stopping on the side of the road for uh, urination breaks, once you get to the hotel in Stoon, a lot of shotgunning involved. I don't know if there's anything worse than shotgunning a 6.1% beer, no matter what it is. It's just thicker, right? It's got <laughs> that, that thicker taste to it. I had a buddy once before an Eskimos game at the time. We were pre pre drinking and it was in my backyard and he had a I forget what it's called, like hammerhead, something stupid like that. And it was like an eight percent beer. And my dad came home and like we were younger. He looks at him, he's just like, Bobby, can I get you a beer? Like you don't, <laughs> don't you don't need to be drinking yeah. this stuff. Like, yeah. Let me find you. Let something. me let me help you out there, son. Uh, Brett from Stoney says Brewhouse Pilsner. That was it. Brewhouse yeah. Pill. Anything above six percent is gonna be dog water. I think you have a very good point there. Uh, the fantasy questions, you know what? Let's take a break. We don't want to go too late. There's lots to get to here on this show. Keep the text coming. one 1440 It is fantasy frenzy. That was the inbox brought to you by the Canadian Brewers. You can join them tonight for the Oilers game. Go down, have some wings, some real chicken wings, not the uh, cauliflower wings that Brandon and I so bravely tried. They actually weren't that bad. They're surprisingly decent, but once again, I'm just going to take real chicken wings and i'll take the boneless we'll be happy some chocolate cakes and beers and also just for going down to the game you also or to watch the game you have a chance to win tickets to an upcoming oilers game also if you have won a golden ticket this year for monday thursday or sunday night football the whole shebang is going to happen on sunday during the afc and nfc championship game so if you want a golden ticket this year make sure you go down to your local cbh where you won the golden ticket We'll take a break. When we come back, more of the inbox, more of your questions. We'll let you know what's coming up on the station today. It is Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 11.43, it's this Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, locations right here in West Edmonton Mall, Spruce Grove, and Leduc. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Alley, Brandon Douglas, and Donovan, the intern, Paulson. one 1440 if you'd like to text into the show. Ninerman, 77. Congrats, Connor Harbaugh will change your franchise, no question. Great day for Chargers fans. Thank you. Thank you. It was a great day yesterday. I'm really looking forward to seeing what that unhinged psychopath can do for our franchise. Connor, I'll uh, throw the question to you, which I did to both Laddie Schmid and Kevin Carius today during In or Out on the Carius Show. 
if you missed that, feel free to go back and listen uh, via podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever. We had a lot of great guests on today, including Joe Reedy from the AP covering the Chargers to talk about Jim Harbaugh. But my question to them was, uh, or not a question, a statement, that uh, Justin Herbert will win an MVP while Jim Harbaugh is at the helm of the LA Chargers. Are you in or are you out? I will say I am in because I'm a biased Chargers <laughs> fan, and I have to say that. I think that um, I think Harbaugh will reestablish the run game. Because Chargers' run game was awful. Not good. I'm hearing them talk about like how he wants that mean running back. Like, so like, that's like, what they need. Will the Chargers spend real money to bring in Derrick Henry? They spend money, but like I, I mean, that's what. I, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, we Chargers fans Derek, are sick of that narrative. Derrick Henry is old, relatively speaking, and certainly looked like he was not the same guy this year in Tennessee, but still might want a pretty decent payday. Like, I know the Chargers will spend money, but. If with the available money to spend, do you think they will use some on a veteran guy like that that might be over the hill? I think the call will be made. I think if you could find a, like a Derrick Henry, I think they'll also draft a running back. Yeah, I higher than, agree. than usual. But I, I would not be surprised. So that was the first thing I thought of. And Donovan walked by and kind of said, well, Saquon Barkley's a free agent. I think he might, because he'll be on his second contract. Derrick will be on his third Age will play a role in it, but I I think that the Chargers will definitely make that phone call. And I wonder if you're a player, does does Harbaugh have the appeal? Like, would you want to go play with Jim Harbaugh? Track record's pretty good. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But uh, yes, Niner man, looking forward to it. Tony exclamation mark says, "Hey guys, I'm look probably looking at the second overall pick in my keeper league. Should I take Caden Lindstrom from Medicine Hat?" Uh, we were talking about him on the Gregor show yesterday. 6'4", 215, can put the pack, puck in the back of the net. You love that size. Number two in a keeper league. Is this like a dynasty league where you keep it must your be entire, rookies, entire yeah. team? Because in just a regular keeper league, I mean, the rookies in the NHL is tougher because it's pretty rare for basically anyone outside of like maybe someone picking the top five, top ten, and then the odd lower pick to crack the roster first year. So without knowing where Lindstrom's going to get, uh, like he's he's draft eligible, correct? Yeah, he'll probably be a top 10, 15 pick, I think. Yeah, right. So without knowing who picks him, that's really tough to say. I mean, the, the package is tantalizing, without a doubt. You have to think wherever Macklin Celebrini ends up, he will probably be playing in the NHL next year. Um, the Iserman kid, uh, maybe the same boat. After that, I don't think there is that kind of generational uh, or, or really. I'm sure the pick, like, I'm sure there's a lot of talent at the top end of the draft, but I'm not sure it's in the realm of you know all making the immediate jump to play um, at the top level. So that I, I don't have an answer for you because without knowing who drafts him, like, do they have holes in their lineup? Does he fit into their scheme immediately? Uh, does he slide to a team that? You know, maybe they have an extra first round draft pick and pick him because they like it, but they got depth at all had his position. So, a long way around of saying I, I can't say for sure, but obviously, like Connor said, I mean, you look at the 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 numbers, both statistically and physically, and they really pop off the page at you. So uh, he's a guy I'd keep an eye on moving forward for sure. Maybe the next time we have Stephen Ellis on, we can ask him more specifically about what he thinks that upside is long term but at the time being i i can't say one way or the other yeah exactly it, it's all going to be fit but i mean he is a tantalizing prospect for sure 
there's a there's a few. It's going to be uh, fun to see what happens when the draft rolls around. Uh, or later today on the program of the Lowdown with Low Tide. That was a weird way to say it. Let's say on the station. The station. On the station. The Lowdown is the program. <laughs> yes. The station is. is the platform. <laughs> yes. I feel like we could. That, that sounded really cool how you were wording that. You could have kept it going. What are we? I ran the end of the line. We are the fingers. <laughs> it's okay. No, right now Donovan's the fingers. Donovan's the fingers. Working the ones and twos. We are the eyes. Low we tides are, the ears. We are the lips. <laughs> On the low down with low tide today. <laughs> Headlines at 12 o'clock. 1220, they'll do rumors. At 1240, John Wiederman, the play-by-play, sorry, Weedman, uh, play-by-play for the Chicago Blackhawks. And then Mr. Gene Shorts Bagged Milk of Oilers Nation and the Better Late Than Never podcast at 1 o'clock. And then they'll uh, pretty much just do pregame coverage, like early, early pregame coverage from 1 o'clock onwards as the Oilers look to take on the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. On the Jason Greger Show, we will be joined by Matt Verderam of Sports Illustrated, talk some NFL. We'll hear from Terry Ryan, of course, former NHLer, star of Shorzy. He'll be by from 3 to 5 to co-host. We'll have Colin Livingston, Chris Vosters, Blackhawks radio play-by-play, Mark Spector. We'll hear from members of the Edmonton Oilers and more. That's uh, 2 to 6 on the Jason Greger Show here on Sports 1440. A few more texts to get to before we wrap things up. Titan says, this is my first year not playing in a fantasy league after playing for 12 years. Still listen and enjoy the show. Let it roll, boys. Titan, thank you so much for tuning in. We do appreciate that. Anthony, another first-time texter. We just assume long-time listener. Hey, guys. Do you think it's a good move to move Dry and McDavid back on the same line when we know long-term success of this team is having them on their own lines? From Anthony, I mean, we saw this strategy going back to the lock, not lockout, the COVID season. Whenever they would play a team where they could feast, so they just put those guys together, McDavid and Dry. So I was thinking about the Ottawa Senators and Point Night would ensue. <laughs> I I feel like that might be the strategy here for sure, Anthony. I agree. You know, in the playoffs. If you can roll those two out consecutively with their own lines, it's going to be a huge benefit. But against the Blackhawks, who are just kind of an undermanned team right now, I I don't have any issue with this. And I think what this might be a a move trying to accomplish is, yes, it's a a pretty poor team you're playing tonight. And like you said, Connor, pretty undermanned. Um, Corey Perry expected to join this lineup come Saturday afternoon. Like, are we trying to, like, we know what Leon and Connor are, right? Are we maybe moving other pieces around to see where the rest of the lineup might flesh out once Corey Perry joins it? Like, can, uh, you know, X, Y, or Z play with A, B, or C player on this second line, third line, et cetera? So I think this might, like, it. the, the Oilers are already playing with house money. This is a 14-game win streak. And this is a game tonight that they should win. But if they lose, I mean... Besides the point, it's an inferior opponent. Like, is anybody going to really be that upset? We know they're going to lose eventually. It, it, we hope it's not tonight against the Blackhawks. But it, it gives you an opportunity against a bad team when you're you're playing with house money to, to experiment and try some new things further down the lineup. When you're playing Connor McDavid and Leon on separate lines, the players you're playing with them there is like, well, are they just playing good because they're with Connor and Leon? Or can they create something on their own at the same time? We had this discussion with about Ryan Nugent Hopkins just yesterday on the show. So I, I think it gives uh, Chris Knobloch a lot of flexibility and creativity in the second, third, and even fourth lines to mix and match and try other combinations to see, all right, once Perry joins the lineup, where are we stacking this up? Because I 100% agree with Anthony, with Connor, long-term, without a doubt, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are playing on separate lines. 
there they you have that kind of it, it often gets referred to as the break in case of emergency button um but i honestly don't even think that's true like if you think about it late in games goalie pulled that's basically a power play they already play on the same power play unit together anyway so uh long term 100% their own lines but for tonight i think this is as good a time as any to do some mixing and matching and try some new things absolutely uh, 1833401440 Alfred saying boxer lemonade beer doesn't freeze in the freezer. Wood alcohol. Good to know. Uh, the link that we were sent was Kurt Brackenberry's hockey card. He wears number 15. Started with Kenny Lindsman at 13. Kent Nielsen's last game. Go oil. Oh, I wish we could see that. Ear candy says, Connor, when KK introduces you to more, instead of Ro- former Ross Shepard T-Bird, you need to say the lovely and talented because that would be funny. That would have to be Brandon because I think he always throws it your way. But yes. you know, that, I think that would rock his world. You would, if he'd be like, he'd, he'd take a step back. Like, he's what like was fantasy that? frenzy with, and I, instead of saying <laughs> the former Rasha Tebert, I say the lovely and talented. It, he'd have to really be snoozing to not catch that. Yeah, I think it would. I think it would throw him off. He he. Oh, he'd lose his rhythm, and then we we because that's right, literally the end of the show, right before we do the update at eleven o'clock. We'd probably run long into the top of the eleven o'clock hour because Kevin would have to go on a <laughs> on some sort of like a tirade about how I, I messed up the rhythm of the show, and it would just cut into our show, and we'd get less time. So I don't know. I'll, I'll put that in your hands if you want to do it. You can try, but maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not tomorrow. Slurby Sean says, I can't wait to talk fantasy football again. Five more months. You know what, though? The great thing about fantasy football is it's year-round. I'm just in the middle of texting uh, texting Slurpee Sean back. You're like, listen, buddy, we got the draft coming up, uh, free agency, trade, off-season trade, some big names on the move. Like, we could spend all summer just teeing up, uh, like, strategies and who do we like heading into the fall draft, keeper leagues, dynasty leagues, redraft leagues. It's fantasy sports. It's a year-round thing because you're always, even when the season's over, you're already looking ahead to next year. So between that and hockey, we'll have uh, plenty of things to keep us um, entertained over, um, you know, the months when the seasons actually wrap up. Just wait till, like, you know, July when all we can talk about is baseball and maybe a little CFL, and we'll be talking about, uh, we'll have, like, individual team beat reporters come on just to talk about fantasy football. They might not want to. But they will. But they will. <laughs> because they live for it just as much as we do. And it, Yeah, exactly. And you talk about it, like, as soon as the draft happens, we'll be talking about who won, who's who should you be drafting because they're in a great situation, sleepers. Who's the next Puka Nakua? It'll be awesome. Can't wait for it to happen. Uh, that'll do it for us here on the show. Thank you for tuning and texting. And you guys blew up the, the text line today, and we do appreciate that. Keep it going for low tide. I know he appreciates it as well. He'll be talking a lot of Oilers and Blackhawks on the program coming up shortly. If you missed it, though, check out the podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get them from. Please subscribe and set that auto download. That would really help us out. We appreciate it. Before we get to break here, we're going to get to an update with Donovan P. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com.